0: Chat, news and your views.
1: Education was a big part of the week this year because uh, sometimes we, we, were, we were teaching the phrase casual racism um, and unconscious bias. These were words we were using this year and sometimes um, not deliberately, we might maybe make a judgement on someone because of what they look like or where they're from. Um, an example maybe that the girls used in their multicultural video was maybe speaking to somebody very slowly because they look a certain way and you just presume that English isn't their first language. Yeah. So kind of maybe challenging our own um stereotypes we might have ourselves and just thinking a little bit more about um educating ourselves and where people are from and what they're about and that was kind of fulfilled i think
2: i'm polish i enjoy learning about all the different like cultures and everything and like getting to know them because obviously like you know the people but you don't really know their culture that well and because of multicultural week we can like get to know their culture more deep and like be aware of their culture.
0: Are there aspects of your own culture that you still maintain compared to what happens here in Ireland?
2: Um, yeah. Well, my parents are both Polish, so we are, I come from a Polish household. So um, I keep like my heritage and like my culture with me like all the time. And um, yeah.
0: All in all, a positive experience. Right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I've never really had like a one-on-one negative experience. Sonia
3: Bruchewitska.
0: And where are you from, Sonia? Ukraine. And uh, how long are you here with us? Um, almost here. And where have you come from to be with us? What part of Ukraine did you come from?
3: Eastern Ukraine, but maybe you heard about it on the news. Yeah.
0: Okay, so have you still got family back there?
3: Yeah, I have a uh, uh, grandfather and my father. Uh, sorry.
0: So, what has your experience been like here since you came here?
3: Like, Irish community is so friendly to me and so helpful because, like, uh, I was so afraid to speak to someone and, like, my English, uh, as you can hear, is not perfect yet. But, uh, like, uh, the Irish community, especially school community, helped me a lot.
0: What <laughs> was your journey like from Ukraine? You've uh, described the area you came from. What was that journey like?
3: Like, I think I will, were uh, really lucky because it was the uh, last two tickets from my uh, village. And then, like, uh, the the bus stopped, like, uh, driving to the, like, from the occupied territory, you know, and uh, then we just drive maybe for three days in a train, and then I came to my aunt in Germany. I was with her for two weeks, and then we came to the plane. Yeah, okay.
0: And you talk, you but you still have family there. Were were, were there missiles? Were there was there bombing? Was were were the Russians close to where you were?
3: Yeah, of course. Like um, just a couple of weeks, my ordinary life has turned into like serial survival game, you know, Uh, like or just worst war movies that you can imagine before the February 24th. Like. I was in a, um, in occupied city for the maybe three weeks, and, like, yeah. uh, I want to emphasize that every refugee has a story and should not be disregarded or something like that.
0: What is your story?
3: I want to say that uh, Russian soldiers, they're so strict. Like, uh, when I walked uh, around the streets, like, uh, they, like... Bring their flags, and I just walk. I d- 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 don't uh, like look into uh, their eye, eyes or something. I just walked, and then he just w- walked to me, and then he started to run to me with, with the gun. I, I wanted to be creepy or something. Just it's, it's my story. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 you're yeah, and just. I, I I can't imagine that. Like you live your ordinary life, you just go into school, and then you just run uh, out from soldiers and like. Yeah. I I do nothing absolutely. I just walk. Yeah.
0: Okay, and that's why you had to get out.
3: Yeah, like uh, and then it happens a few times more, and like I think it's n- n- not the place when you in safe. And
1: this happened to my family.
0: So next, we're going to go India direction, and I'm joined by Malavika.
1: I find that if I had a platform to speak on, I would be able to talk about these kind of issues more. And, um, you know, there's so many things that I am interested in and so many things that are not right in the world. And I would just love to bring more um, awareness to those things, you know, because it's like I feel like it's not... Spoken about enough. So what are the things that
0: energize you at the moment? Well, what are the things you'd yeah. like to talk about?
1: Well, right now it is quite about casual racism, actually, because um, it's it's not that it's not spoken about, but I feel that it's understated. It's kind of hidden almost. The people that go through it are the ones that talk about it, but they talk about it with you know people of color or people of different ethnicities. It's not really mentioned to, um, let's say, the majority who maybe doing it subconsciously.
0: Okay. Uh, What's your definition of casual racism? Well,
1: for me, it's when there are these little instances, these little words, these little things that separate a minority from a majority. It's just... When somebody says, like, a sly remark or they make fun of something, but they don't realize how it affects that person. Because in our perspective, that's a huge thing. And mm-hmm. it definitely hurts us. But we may feel like it's not something we can talk about or that, you know, it's just a small thing. It was a joke we're being really sensitive and we're, like, being snowflakes. But mm-hmm. it's not. It's this issue that builds up and builds up. Right. That's what I consider to be casual racism. Does it hurt? It definitely hurts, yeah. Because it's even teachers and my friends and stuff, they don't realize the implications of what they say. And it, you know, it really does sting, you know, and it's the effect that it has as well that makes it even worse. Because my parents, they're, they, they're not from here, they came quite a while back. And they've been here for over 15, 16 years. But even now, they don't consider themselves to be properly Irish. They, if I have, if I'm having an issue in school, they often tell me they're like, don't try and aggravate the issue because this isn't our country. There are people that may but want this to. This is hurt your
0: country. You. you were born here, weren't you? Yeah, I, I so was. This is your country.
1: That is very true. But it's just. You know, my family, it affects my family more so than it affects me. Let's give an example of a stereotype. Um, Teachers often confuse me with another brown person in the school or someone that may, they don't even look like me, but they are of the same race as I am. And they're like, oh, you must be blah, 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 or you must be blah, 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 blah. Mm. And they call me somebody else's name because they think I'm that person just because we have the same skin color. And that's it. There are certain things that I love about Indian culture, and there are certain things that I love about Irish culture. And it's almost like a mix yeah. where I combine both things for me. Yusra Al-Hussein. Uh, my name is Haya Al-Qasim. Hanin Al-Qasim.
0: Well, let's start with you first off then. Can you tell me all the good things, the positive things about Syria.
4: Um, Syria is one of the historical countries in the world because uh, Damascus is the oldest city. We have so many historical uh, actors, singers, uh, dance. Yes. Uh, we had higher dancing and I was singing a song. Syria is special
5: for me uh, of the places. Uh, uh, it get back for me a lot of memories. Uh, where did I live? I did have a lot of
2: negative memories but but you know, positive is the best. <laughs> um, I came to Ireland in 2017, mm-hmm. and I've been, like, living in Ireland for nearly six years.
0: Were you there during the conflict then as well?
2: I left Syria when I was four years old, so I I do remember a little bit, yeah.
4: Yeah, the war is, like, kind of stopping, but then we had the earthquake which ruined everything because Aleppo and, um, like, the counties on the north side all got destroyed, they don't, like... Yeah. It's really hard to rebuild them. It would cost billions.
0: So, having come from where you were to where you are now, what do you make of Ireland? What do you make of Wexford? What do you make of life here?
5: Oh, I love Wexford, though, and I would like to live in Wexford for my whole life, Mm -hmm. uh, because I've been a lot of homeless, and I've been homeless, and uh, sick all the time, and uh, yeah, I was sick. I went to surgery in Syria for my throat. Okay. So yeah, a lot of difficulties happened in Syria. But when I came to Ireland all my life changed and a lot of help came from uh people a lot and a lot of people helped me teaching me uh let me know a lot of
2: uh, things in Ireland. So that's why I love Ireland so much. People are, like, so nice to each other. Like, you'll be, like, let's say, going for a walk. Everyone would, like, say hi and all. And even, like, in school, I've made loads of friends. And they're, like, they're so nice to me. And, like, even though, like, I have my hijab on, I never, like, they never said anything about it. They're, like, really accepting
4: I love Wexford. I lived in Kildare and Wexford, but I rather Wexford because it's louder and people are more friendly in Wexford than Kildare. Wexford.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you. Yes. Now, your family was affected by the earthquake. Tell me about it.
2: Yes, my my mum's family were like affected by the earthquake. Um, so, um, they were like, it happened around like four a.m. in the morning, so they were like half of them were were asleep, hmm. so they just like. They were, like, very scared. But Did you
0: lose any members of your family, or were they OK?
2: No, they're all alive, but, like, half of them, like, are injured. And my mum's sister, right. like, half of the walls fell on her back. Uh,
0: and you have you friends involved in the earthquake as well?
2: Um,
5: No, not on the earthquake and the war. I've lost a lot of uh, friends and family. And, uh, I saw, literally, the death in my eyes, uh, which, like, you have to escape from every house you live in. Because and any second you could get a bomb over your head did happen uh, my house got all bombed like if you went down to my house all you're not gonna see is like string of uh, a wood and all so you can't see any windows you can't see any doors yeah. and everything got stolen yeah. and uh, my some of my family are there some of my auntie and cousins uh, but if furthermore uh further out that they are okay now yeah. but they could still see uh, here in Dubovic
0: It's lovely to see you smiling because you've told me about your own personal health journey yeah. and you've witnessed obviously a lot of atrocities and, and people dying and here you are smiling in Wexford uh, so I, I really wish you the best of luck
4: Thank you very much. I have seen lots of anti-immigrant and, and lots of anti-refugees I just want to say that I like nobody wants to come and steal your jobs, your schools. Like, we just want a safe place. Like, we're not coming here to steal your jobs and schools and stuff because I have seen lots of protests and stuff against immigrants and Mm -hmm. refugees up in Dublin.
1: Southeast Radio's
0: morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran.